It's the Americhips with Kim Monson. Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal. The most important story. The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump. The latest in politics and world affairs. It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal. And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead. Because ideas matter. It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Hey, welcome to the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. And uh, yes, we are dissecting issues, news, politics, and opinion. As right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree, we've got to be having some conversations here in America. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I'll keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Uh, we've got quite a show planned for you today. We're going to go through uh, our our read on the State of the Union address last night. And then uh, segments three and four, uh, our guest in studio is Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management, a, a really uh, important partner to the Americhicks. It's great to have you here, Jason. Well, it's an honor for me to be here again, Kim. Thank you very much. Dare we, we call him Ameridude? Or, uh, can no. we call you Ameridude? Does that work for you? Uh, you call me whatever you want. <laughs> Just late, don't late for dinner, huh? Not late for dinner. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you here. We actually had a number of requests last time you were here. They're like... Get Jason on even more often because I think that you really are bringing a lot of important information to people about their their personal finances and helping them look at their nest eggs and think for the future, uh, which that's a great segue into the speech last night, which that was uh, about the future as well. But before we do that, a few housekeeping items. As many of you know, I am partnering with Dr. Tom Cranawitter and his team over at Speakeasy Ideas to bring you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. Uh, this is a book club. It's studying the Federalist Papers. Uh, we're going to be studying this throughout 2019, meeting the fourth Monday of each month over at uh, Water's Edge Winery. Our first meeting was in January. It was sold out, which is a, a great problem to have. February is sold out now as well. However, I talked to Bethany, and we are going to to work to address demand and possibly uh, do a, a Vino and Veritas up north. So if you are interested, email me, Kim at Americhicks.com. We'll get you on the mailing list, or excuse me, on the wait list, and uh, be back in touch with you as we figure out how we can address the demand on this really cool project, Vino and Veritas, a study of the Federalist Papers. So again, email me at kimandamerichicks.com and I will get you on the wait list. Um, Jason, you really brought this forward. I, last time you were in studio, you had met Spencer over at a, a convenience store that's nearby. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, let's start to talk about People that are cheerful, people that you run into that are doing an excellent job. So you stopped by and saw Spencer again this morning. I did. I figure, uh, you know, once a month when I come to do the show, I'll go get my Spencer on. Before I come in, it'll brighten my day. I'll be super cheerful every time. And, and again, uh, he he did not fail to deliver. Uh, just, just, just such a nice guy. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. He's just a great guy. 
a big smile on his face, uh, so happy. Uh, you know, again, if you need an uplift in the morning, forget the coffee. Just go to the Alta at I-225 and Iliff, and uh, Spencer works the night shift. I guess he gets off at about 6 in the morning. But if he's there, I promise you, your day will be better. Well, and uh, we told him that we would give a shout-out to them the next morning. And, and it's not just Spencer. It's the team over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said they were pretty thrilled. Yeah, they, they were definitely thrilled. They said they recorded the spot and sent it up to management. So hopefully Spencer will get a big raise. Oh, I hope so, too. So if you are running across someone who is doing an excellent job, they're very cheerful, you know, email me, com. Let me know, and we'll give a shout-out to them. So today's funnies. Steve, producer Steve, do you know how cold it was in Illinois last week with the polar vortex? <laughs> I think I do, but how cold was it, Kim? It was so cold in Illinois last week dur- during the polar vortex that socialists were seen with their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> so that's your today's funnies. Let's go ahead and jump into the State of the Union address. It was something. Uh, my friend Sue has uh, had texted me. She said that as of last night... The CBS News viewers uh, approved of the president's speech, 76% of them. And 72% of them approve of his ideas for immigration. That is pretty astounding. I think that once people hear the truth, you can see what happens. So there's always going to be that 20-25% that is way over on that activist progressive left. But I find great encouragement in the speech. I thought it was an awesome speech. Producer Steve? Uh, I heard the a, a same breakdown on my way in, and particularly the one that caught my attention the most was the independent response. Very high numbers. Well, yes, and it was a very important speech. So first thing, let's go to soundbite number one, the chanting of USA. Uh, when was the last time that you heard this in, uh, in Congress? You know, what's interesting is the far left, the progressive activists that have taken over the Democrat Party, they always opine that when we talk about USA, that it's, uh, it's prideful, that it's uh, something that is, um, is not good. And, and being prideful, certainly, that is, is a characteristic. Uh, pride can be the downfall of, of a person. But this kind of a pride is not a... Um, Oh, a a swashbuckling kind of a pride. A friend of mine had said, this is a kind of pride of love of country. And there is a difference. And I think that that is what you heard last night when people were chanting USA in uh, to uh, President's speech. So just a quick overview on this, and then we'll go to some of these sound bites. But Jason, the big themes that I saw, first of all, was President Trump talked about unity and America's greatness. And then powerful, uh, talked about World War II veterans and Holocaust survivors. How can you go against that? You know. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty tough to go against that and not really uh, lose face or be able to defend it or make an excuse. I know. Steve, your comment? As he was going through his accomplishments, you know, the cameras, they float around. And how many times did they go across all those, you know, the Dems, the Democratic women, wearing white so they stood out but um 
I thought that was maybe a little racist that they all were wearing white. (laughs) Oh, let's not go there. Um, (laughs) Well, Melania wore black. Oh, that's true. You think that was a perp? My wife noticed that. She said, do you think she did that on purpose? I said, absolutely, she did that on purpose. I hadn't thought about that. And she looked fantastic. Yeah, she did look fantastic. Is it okay if I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, she absolutely. did. Absolutely, beautiful. We, we always talk about the you know the tide rise, raises all boats. So as he's going through his accomplishments, those women sat there, stone faced, no applause, nothing. I'm thinking, ladies, your constituents are benefiting from everything that he's listing off here, and yet there you sit. Well, and I think that's very telling because as people are watching that, these uh, these progressive. Socialist Democrats have been out talking to their constituents, saying how they're going to help people. When Trump is talking about his actual accomplishments of what has happened, I think that, uh, and we've talked about that word intersectionality, where they've tried to come to this intersection where they would define all of them coming together and that uh, big bad America was going after them, that was holding them down. I think as Trump was talking about his accomplishments Everyday people, no matter what the descriptor is, you know, black, Hispanic, Asian, women, LGTB, whatever, I think you can all say, wait a minute, these policies are helping me. And when it helps me, that actually uh, goes against or or, uh, makes this intersectionality less relevant. So I thought that was really powerful. So he talked about the World War II veterans, the Holocaust survivors. Then he defined the radical progressive activists who taken over the Democrat Party. So let's go to soundbite number two to reject the politics of revenge. And we must create a new standard of living for the 21st century. An amazing quality of life for all of our citizens is within reach. We can make our community safer, our family stronger, our culture richer, our faith deeper, and our middle class bigger and more prosperous than ever before. But we must reject the politics of revenge, resistance, and retribution, and embrace the boundless potential of cooperation, compromise, and the common good. We must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance, incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness. Wow. Jason, I thought that was pretty awesome. I did. I thought that was uh, that was great. And he chose to talk about greatness rather than divisiveness. And was that the point right after that when Nancy Pelosi did her hand clapping where she kind of leaned over and stuck her Hands in his face, kind of. I miss that. Yeah, they're calling it, uh, well, you'll have to look it up. Okay, on, I have to look on, that up. Because it's a bad word. They're okay. calling it that type of clap. But Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to look that up. Actually, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, I mean, first of all, it's pretty difficult to sit behind someone with the camera on you at all times. Mike Pence, I guess I wasn't really looking at Mike Pence because I was watching Nancy so much. Of course, she had on white as well. Yeah, she was a show unto herself. But yeah, <laughs> but... It's difficult, and she was there for an hour and a half. And if Saturday Night Live was worth their salt like they used to be regarding humor, they could have a heyday with that whole thing because she was having a heck of a time being resp- uh, respectful. She, uh, 
know, continued to do whatever she does, you know, with her teeth and, and then, you know, looking at papers. And she, I don't think she came across very well, Steve. I'll call the skit for Saturday Night Live is where she's sitting there and her dentures pop out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Steve, you're mean. Steve, you are mean. So, oh my gosh, it's 614 already. I can't believe how this show, this show's going to go fast, Jason. That's fine. That's okay. Okay. So that's important stuff. It is important stuff. So before we go to break, we're going to continue on with the State of the Union address in this next segment. And then uh, segments three and four, we'll talk with Jason McBride. Uh, regarding taxes and and planning for your future. Before we do that, though, Hooters Restaurants is your sports headquarters. Uh, It's time to focus on the Nuggets and the Avs, and March Madness is right around the corner, which is great because I am a University of Kansas basketball fan. How about you? I'm not a big uh, college basketball fan, Kim. So I'll root for Kansas along with you. Okay, that sounds... uh, father-in-law also roots for Kansas, so okay, and so I'll I'll go along. Well, and it's fun because they win a lot, so I yeah, like that's that. That's true. I like winners. I, I, so do I. Are you sick and tired of them winning yet? I'm not tired of them winning yet, and I like it when they aspire for greatness. Okay, how's there that? You go. So Hooters specials though they start at ten dollars for a draft and ten bonus wings. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can have them delivered right to your doorstep. When the girls come over on Wednesday night, I normally order their new smoked wings, which they are delicious and half the calories, so the girls love them. Order your Hooters wings to go or have them delivered right to your front door. More information, visit HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. And let them know that you know the Americhicks. We're going to go to break. Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management. Is in studio with us. Producer Steve is just chomping at the bit to talk about the State of the Union address as well. And so this is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We'll be right back. All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. Social media is important to the AmeriChicks, since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at AmeriChicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the AmeriChicks radio show. Contact us at AmeriChicks.com or email Kim at AmeriChicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. We've got to be having these conversations. Uh, I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thrilled to have in studio with us Jason McBride with Presidential Wealth Management. Be sure and check out chickspresidential.com. 
That's chickspresidential.com. It's great to have you here, Jason. Well, I sure appreciate it, Kim. And uh, like I said during the break, if, if we just want to talk about the State of the Union, the whole show, that's fine with me. My stuff can wait. Uh, it, it certainly uh, can always wait till later. The State of the Union was yesterday, and I'll bet more people want to hear about that than... Uh, well, you actually, know, stuff I want to talk about. So if we keep going, I'm not going to be mad or anything. Okay. Well, let's see how we do because I know that individuals actually do like the State of the Union of their own house as well. So well, that's true. Let's see how we're doing on this. There's a lot of information to get through. Um, I thought it was was really good that President Trump defined the radical progressive activists who have taken over the Democrat Party. And what I saw happen with this is he would kind of weave in and he would call out really more policies. He didn't call out people, if you will. He called out policies, which was very, uh, I think, was it wasn't divisive. So, again, looking at policies instead of people, although it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out who he was talking about. When, for example, did we have the thing on socialism? Let's go to number six on the no to socialism, Steve, because uh, as Ocasio-Cortez was sitting there in her beautiful white suit, I thought that it was so interesting that he would call out socialism. Well, before we played the clip, I was annoyed by the fact that the where she was seated. Good point. Front you know, and center. Being the freshman, you think she would have been more back in the crowd. But no, no, front and center. So, mm. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and hear what President Trump had to say about socialism. Two weeks ago, the United States officially recognized the legitimate government of Venezuela and its new president, Juan Guaido. In their noble quest for freedom, And we condemn the brutality of the Maduro regime, whose socialist policies have turned that nation from being the wealthiest in South America into a state of abject poverty and despair. Here in the United States, we are alarmed by the new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. Wow. You know, that's something that's so amazing about Trump is he has the guts to actually call it out and to, to say it. And uh, I, I think that these cheers, they were really heartfelt, Jason. And as I was just hearing this, I got chills once again because he was able to weave this whole American idea with the World War II veterans and the Holocaust survivors and his accomplishments and then calling out socialism. I thought it was a beautiful speech. Well, and I think he's very smart, again, much smarter than people give him credit for. Remember the founder said, you know, this is a republic if you can keep it. And I think what they meant by that is socialism is always fighting to get in. It You have to actively try to beat it back or it's going to creep into your society. It's, it's almost a natural progression if you don't fight back against it. 
I think Trump realizes this, and, and it's a rallying cry that he's, he's uh, saying we must be vigilant to not let this slowly, uh, you know, like a cancer, invade our society and completely convert it. Well, and Jason, I really think that, that the veil is now off on what these socialist policies are. Our kids in our education system have been taught um, altruism, if you will, and socialism, and that it's bad to be a capitalist, that it's that businesses are bad and government is good because it's the answer. And then Trump is so brilliantly talked about Venezuela. I remember when Venezuela was this wealthy, wealthy country. In fact, I had a friend from Venezuela, from Caracas, uh, and this was 40-some years ago, and it was a vibrant economy. And if we think in America that if we don't keep our our eyes on the prize of liberty and and justice for all and, you know, all those things that make America good, if we don't stand and fight for that, if we don't keep our eyes on that, we could end up like Venezuela. And those policies, they make haves and have-nots, and the have-nots, it doesn't feel very good. No, it sure doesn't. And in Venezuela, it, it almost happened very, very quickly. You know, here it's a little more insidious, and it's creeping in, which makes it even harder, because you don't see it so uh, out in the open. It kind of sneaks up on you. But, Kim, I think... You've made a very good point several times that the veil is off now, that we've seen some extremely radical things coming out of the left recently, uh, you know, with Ralph Northam and mm-hmm. the abortion thing as, as, as one example. But, you know, maybe it's a good thing that the veil is off because uh, I'm sure you've talked to people. I know I have. I've, I read things. I think even some of the left is being shocked by some of the radicalism that's coming off, and, and normal, everyday people are becoming shocked by how radical it's becoming. So while we don't like to see it, and it, it hurts our hearts to see it, I think it, it's mobilizing more people uh, to say this isn't right, and I think it just makes a movement against it even stronger. Well, I think so. And we, Jason, we are truly at a historical time. If President Trump had not been elected, and if, if Hillary had been elected, we would not see what has been festering in America for many years. I felt it. I think that's one of the reasons I started to get involved. My kids would come home from school, and they would say something and i'm like wait a minute what that's not right in fact probably the one of the things that really mobilized me the most is uh, my youngest was uh, studying political science at colorado state university i'm working my you know my my tush off to put them through college you know uh, we wanted to make sure that we gave them a college education because i i do not have a college degree However, I read significantly. Um, I had a great classic, classical liberal education. I know how to add and subtract and do bookkeeping and run a house, all those kinds of things, which I assumed that that's what we were teaching our kids in school these days. And when I realized that that wasn't the case, I, I was getting more and more restless. So my youngest came home from CSU and from a political science class opining about the benefits of a one-world government where nine judges would make the decisions for the world, basically. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
you know, it was so brilliant. The founders, the American idea, we have a balance of power and so many different people that were involved in this constitutional republic. And Jason, it was at that point, and, and of course, then my son gave whatever the professor's answer, but they'd be really smart judges. And I'm like, hold the phone here. And that is probably the thing that mobilized me and said, I've got to do something and uh, realize that, again, we'll go to this theme on on Trump, but he continued to call each of us that we have a responsibility to the next generation. And Washington, George Washington realized that. Lincoln realized that. Uh, Reagan realized that. World War II veterans realized that. And Donald Trump inherently, intuitively gets that. And he was able to speak to that last night, which I thought was pretty amazing. Well, he continues to surprise me, I'll say. Uh, I think we were talking after the show last time I was here. And I think he's he's like the most human uh, person up there in Washington almost. Out of all those people, I mean, he's he should be the rich elite billionaire because he is. But I think Donald Trump could connect with the guy sitting at a uh, at a diner in the Midwest eating a, a greasy cheeseburger and French fries more easily than he probably connects with these socialites that he had to hang out with in New York. I just think. To me, he's the realest person that, that we've seen up there in an awful long time. And the reason he connects so well with middle America, normal, everyday people, because I think down deep at heart, that's exactly what he actually is. I totally agree. And uh, that is, I think, what's so inherently unique about the American idea is this, and, and you know, Jason, America was the only country, it's the only country, the only social construct that has been created with an idea. You know, normally you might have the more powerful, you know, taking land, taking stuff from other people. This was an idea. And the fact that uh, Washington and the Patriots were willing to put their lives on the line for this idea is it's absolutely astounding. And they were regular people. Now, certainly our young people have been told that the founders, that they were in their, um, looking out for their, their own best interests because they were wealthy and that they were slave owners and they were just trying to protect themselves. And that's a big lie that our kids have been taught because as they were signing the Declaration of Independence, they could hear the British cannons down the river, not very far away, and they knew when they signed that Declaration of Independence with this vision that all men are created equal and that they should have this, they have these rights that were given by God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. When they realized that and they were willing to put their lives on the line for something bigger, that is something that became inherently American. And I think that Donald Trump totally gets it. Well, I think he does. And if you question... Look, America is a fairly young country. I mean, we haven't been around that long compared to the... And look what we have done in the short period of time. If you don't think the American idea works, just look at where we started and where we've come to now and how fast it happened. It works. I, I mean, if you need proof, just look. There it is. It works. Well, that's that's for sure. And, you know, the pharaohs and, and the royalty of... of you know, times by, you know, in the past, I think that they would, would love to be just a regular 
you know, middle class person or even, uh, you know, even the poor in America right now, because you'd have a TV, you'd have air conditioning, you'd have a car, even if it was an old beater, you could have a radio, you could drive around. And that's a heck of a lot better than standing in a chariot behind horses that are running around, you know, kicking up all kinds of dust and stuff. So uh, what has happened with the American ideas is has lifted everyday people to be able to have such a standard of living that is it's truly amazing and to see those young socialists like Ocasio-Cortez who you know in some ways I don't even want to fault her because she has been taught this she went to Boston University and I don't know who paid for her education but we should ask probably for that you did I probably did we should ask for our money back so uh, producer Steve irregardless of who paid for her education the, the mark of a wise person is to be able to measure or weigh what she's being taught, what did you say, Boston University, mm-hmm. against history, our own history and world history. And you know, if they don't line up, then start questioning. Well, and that's a whole other thing is this whole higher education. Higher education has basically been taken over by the, the progressive activist left. And so for us as parents to be working so hard to be sending our kids to higher education, to have them indoctrinated. I mean, who's dumb on this? We as parents need to actually stop that and make sure that our kids are learning the American idea and learning history. Our history isn't perfect. I mean, certainly as we look at what's happened in World War II, there were some imperfections there. But we were the good guys, and actually Donald Trump told that story as well. But let's go to break. We want to continue on. You know what? It may happen, Jason, that we may actually have to have you back in within the next week or so and talk about what we were going to talk about as we go through the State of the Union address. I think we still have more things to talk well, about. Well, if you can tolerate putting up with me twice in like two weeks, then I'll, all right. What do you think, Steve? You think we can do it? Okay. The show's ratings can take it? I, I think so. So, right, okay, we'll go to break. This is Kim Munson with the Americhicks. We have Jason McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, in studio with us. Producer Steve is running the boards. We will be right back. Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturtz and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today. 303-888-2732. You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email Kim at Americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at Americhicks.com. Hey, welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Dissecting issues is right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. 
Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails. I will keep you apprised of all of the upcoming guest topics and important events. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. Uh, one other bookkeeping thing, as many of you know, I am partnering with Dr. Tom Cranawetter and his team over at Speakeasy Ideas. We are bringing you Vino and Veritas, Wine and Truth. What could be better than that? Studying the Federalist Papers and behind the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, the Federalist Papers really, truly make the case for the American idea. And for a long time, Jason McBride... It really wasn't studied. In fact, it was hardly even in print. And uh, so Dr. Cranawitter is so thrilled that we actually have, it's sold out for January, it's sold out for February. And so if you want to attend, email me, kimandamerichicks.com. We'll get you on the wait list, and I think that we're going to probably expand this. We want to address demand. But is this not exciting that people are hungry to learn? Well, I think it's fantastic, and uh, all of us could stand to, to learn a little bit more. I certainly could. I mean, I understand the ideas of the Federalist Paper, but I don't know everything. I don't know the Constitution as well as I should or the amendments. Um, I couldn't quote them all off the top of my head. Um, and, and I think it's great to get together with people and discuss things like that, because it, it opens your eyes sometimes to what you might have missed to what maybe that really meant and just strengthens, you know, our resolve to continue, I think, to fight for this this republic and wonderful country that we have. And, and Kim, again, I'll congratulate you. Uh, you're a crusader, and we all need to be crusaders because... The way America does it, it's it's not the easy way. It's hard to do what America does and do it right, and we have to fight for it. So, um, yeah, I I am honored to be part of your show, and I think you're a tremendous benefit uh, to to everybody that listens to the show. Ah, Jason. Hey, at this point, though, since we have changed the whole show, we were going to actually focus on segments three and four. On, uh, on an extension of what we were talking about on taxes. And so we're going to have to uh, do that, I think, here in the next couple of weeks. We'll get That's you fine. scheduled. Yeah. But before we do that, you guys are doing, we, we talk about knowledge is power, the Federalist Papers, knowledge is power, understanding the Constitution. You know, with President Trump really making the case for the American idea, talking about his accomplishments. So very quickly, though, you are... You know, you're in the business of helping people with knowledge, looking at their nest eggs. And you guys over at Presidential Wealth Management have a couple of workshops coming up soon. So tell us about that. Well, we do. And Kimmy, make a good point. Uh, you know, with Presidential, it's not just about coming in and being sold an investment or a fund or this. We we try to help people put together their whole overall plan, which includes things like their, their health care and their Medicare and how does that fit in? And if you have pe- just how to, you know, your your retirement, pe- it could be like a whole bunch of these puzzle pieces everywhere. And it's good to learn about each one. But the key is how do you put it all together? Mm-hmm. So Social Security is a very important part of almost anyone's uh, retirement. It's a, it's a very good benefit, uh, far more than a lot of people realize and that's why we do classes on it. You're right. Knowledge is power. Understanding is power. So we have social security classes coming up. Uh, one of them is tomorrow evening. Okay. And then we have is another. Is it too late or can people still no, RSVP I think we still do have a couple of seats open. Okay. Um, so one is tomorrow evening. And then we have another one on Saturday. 
and the Saturday one, we're tacking on kind of a, uh, an additional class on taxes for people that want to hang around. So to sign up for those, just go to the to our landing page, chickspresidential.com. Uh, there'll be a spot on there that says classes or workshops. Uh, click that, and you, you can sign up online. Uh, if you want to wait uh, till about 7.30 or so, you can also just call Natalie at the office, uh, 303-694-1600. We'll get you signed up. There's no obligation, no high pressure. Uh, it's absolutely free, and plus, uh, we are serving Chick-fil-A, which tastes real good. Boy, they make good food. They do make good food, and being an Americhick, I love Chick-fil-A. So. I'm sure you do. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and talk some more about this speech. It was an hour and a half half long. I had told someone, I figured it'd be about 30 minutes, I, and it came on at 7. I said, hey, I'll give you a call about 7.30. At 8.15, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still speaking. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's still speaking. And Nancy Pelosi's going, oh my gosh, she's still speaking. So anyway, and he's doing a really good job at it. I mean, Steve, I found it amazing when the ladies in white actually had to stand, stand up and give him standing ovations for some of the things he actually said. Yeah, I that jumped out at me right away because here's Queen Nancy trying to maintain such rigid control over that side of the room. And slowly but surely, as the hour and a half progresses, there's more and more people rising up. And I think, you're not supposed to be standing. You, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, and uh, this is one of the reasons why she, Nancy Pelosi really did not want to have him give this, the State of the Union address because he actually is a master at talking to the American people. And so let's go to soundbite number three, where he talks about the State of the Union and then the only thing that can mess it up. Members of Congress, the state of our union is strong. That sounds so good. (laughs) Our country is vibrant and our economy is thriving like never before. On Friday, it was announced that we added another 304,000 jobs last month alone, almost double the number expected. An economic miracle is taking place in the United States, and the only thing that can stop it are foolish wars, politics, or ridiculous partisan investigations. Wow, he really nailed the Mueller thing right there, Jason. Well, he did, and um, I wanted to point out when he said, boy, that sounds good, that was right after uh, basically the entire chamber had got done chanting USA, USA. Even all the women in white and a lot of the Democratic side at a couple of points were chanting USA, USA, while Nancy I think was very upset, and Trump even pointed it out a couple of times after the women had cheered and that. He said, oh, I don't think you were supposed to do that. <laughs> did you catch that? I, I mean, he, he caught it just like Steve did, so I thought that was wonderful. But I commented on that, and I forgot what you asked me. Oh, that's okay, Steve. I know you want to jump in here, too. Well, just for the sake of brevity to anybody listening, when he said the state of the economy is good, I there was... A large round of applause. I cut that out just for the sake of time. So that's when he said, oh, that sounds good. So just so anyone listening knows, like, well, wait a minute. There was the, the room responded to that. I just took it out. Okay. We weren't, I wasn't trying to yeah, throw we, you under the actually, bus, Actually, we were. We were. Er, 
which which was was that a school bus or a city bus that we just threw Steve under? So it was a prison bus. Is that what it was? I think okay. So. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to continue on here. I I went through and and it was taking notes ferociously last night. And uh, so he had gone through, highlighted the successes of his administration. And regarding the economy, the progressive activist Democrats are doing everything they can to get this economy slowed down. And even so, it continues to go to continues to grow 304,000 new jobs. And that wasn't the kind of Obama jobs that Obama was hiring people. Uh, with government jobs or government contracts. These are real jobs where people are uh, going to work for private industry. It is astounding. And only in two years. You know, it's amazing that what can happen when you put your mind to it. Steve, I know you have a comment. Only with, you know, when he says, I, you know, we added almost like unexpectedly because it was twice the number they were expecting over 300,000 jobs. Any thinking person in that room, no matter what their politics, would just say, like, Boy, that's quite an accomplishment. So we come back to this, well, does he, do these people love their country or they need to learn to love their country more than they hate him? Because that flies directly in the face. How can you hate the fact that we've added over 300,000 jobs? Again, you have taken the, the, the veil off of what's really going on, and that is the progressive activist left. They do not care about everyday, hardworking Americans. And uh, they say they do, but when you look at the policies they don't. And Trump is resonating. He is resonating with that average Caucasian white guy that has felt that he has been, you know, at the bottom of the barrel. He has been forgotten. The Gillette commercial that they thought they were going to run during the Super Bowl and the backlash was so terrific that instead they ran an oil of Olay uh, commercial. I mean, there is something happening in America. And um, Jason... Donald Trump was not my first choice. I jokingly say out of the 17 uh, Republicans that were running for president, he was my 18th. But by gosh, I am grateful for him and, uh, you know, went to work for him. And, and I actually got to go to the inauguration two years ago. And I'm standing there with Americans from all over the, the country. And I was standing there with a, a, a guy. He's a farmer from Central California. He was there with his 16-year-old son. They are seeing their town run over by illegal immigration, by illegal gangs. He was talking about one of the, the guys that works for him, who is a Hispanic, who was talking about his 16-year-old son, that was being um, recruited to be in, in gangs, and the man I was standing next to said, you've got to get your son out of that school. You've got to get that, your son out of that school. And so to be standing there with all of these Americans and two years later to see where we are is absolutely astounding. So I don't know that we have, we don't have a soundbite on that, but that is the next point that I want to make, is he actually came out and, uh, well, first of all, his vision he said that we would basically eradicate HIV and AIDS, eradicate childhood cancer. Now, first of all, who's going to argue with that, right? I mean, no way. But then he said school choice for every American child. I thought that that was great. Go ahead and put your line in the sand on that. And then they panned the uh, camera over to Bessie DeVos, who's the head of ed education. He did mention, um, and can't like everything, Nationwide paid family leave. I just don't think that that is something the government should be doing. I understand where he was coming from on that. I think Ivanka has probably been very influential on that. Um, 
But then he was talking about standing for life. So you know what? Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll be in our last segment. I can't believe it, Jason McBride. And we'll finish up with our State of the Union um, Monday morning quarterback. We'll be right back. This is the AmeriChicks. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. Welcome back to the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have these conversations. There was quite a conversation last night with President Trump and the American people. Be sure to check out my website, americhicks.com. Sign up for my emails. And I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well. Also, Vina and Veritas, our study of the Federalist Papers, were sold out for February. However, we are figuring out a plan to address demand. So if you want to be put on the uh, wait list, let me know. Email me, Kim at Americhicks.com. It is so great to have. Steve, love having you. You run in the boards. You bring so much to this show and so grateful for you. And Jace McBride, Presidential Wealth Management, it is wonderful to have you here as well. And these two workshops that you have, one tomorrow on Social Security and then uh, one on Social Security and, and taxes on Saturday. You still have a few spots. So uh, chickspresidential.com, they can sign up or right. give Natalie a call That's at right. 730-303-694-1600. You got it. Thanks, Kim. Okay. So hour and a half, so much information. like to try to get through these last two sound bites that you pull, Steve. Excellent stuff. Abortion. You know, it is amazing with uh, Governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam. What he talked about last week, where there would be abortion in the fourth trimester, when he said that the baby would be kept comfortable, and then they would decide what to do with it. These are the most defenseless little beings, and I tell you what, if we don't stand to, to protect them, then going back to Kamala Harris, when she was right, when she said, who are we? When she said, who are we as Americans? This is a foundational question of who are we as Americans? And of course, New York, they just passed a late-term abortion um, bill as well and lit up one of the, the um, skyscrapers there in pink to, to actually support the idea that we would not stand for life for these little ones. And so the veil, again, is off on this whole agenda. So what did Trump have to say about this? There could be no greater contrast to the beautiful image of a mother holding her infant child than the chilling displays our nation saw in recent days. Lawmakers in New York cheered with delight upon the passage of legislation that would allow a baby to be ripped from the mother's womb moments from birth. And then we had the case of the governor of Virginia where he stated he would execute a baby after birth to defend the dignity of every person I am asking Congress to pass legislation to prohibit the late 
term abortion of children. Wow. Were you surprised that he did this, Jason McBride? I was not surprised. Now, wait one sec. I'm going to play the sound clip of the Democrats' applause right after he said that. Are you ready? Here we go. Ready. There it was. There it was. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that we've not had a leader that actually framed the issue and has said he's going to do something about that. Now, for so long, we have been sold the lie from the feminists that this is about the women's health. But once again, the veil is now off. When we are talking about, and I mean, he used words that they were pretty strong words. Execute, he used the word baby. And he really called it what it is. Now, I had Kevin Sorbo on the show earlier in the week, and we talked a little bit about this. And the feminist Planned Parenthood, they have sold many women and men the lie that this is just a little bit of tissue and it doesn't matter. But through ultrasounds, we have come to realize that it's not just a little bit of tissue, that it actually is a living being, that it is a baby. And so, Jason, I I think that when we talk about a woman's health, I think that as Christians, we have to realize that there is a hurt that has happened with abortion. And so instead of coming across judgmentally, I think that we need to wrap our arms around others and know that they are hurting the, the health of, of, a, of, of a woman that's gone through this, I think needs to be responded to with Christian love on an individual basis. However, from a national policy, when we have a country that not only allows this late-term abortion to happen, but we use tax dollars through Planned Parenthood. They say that they don't use the money, but it's all fungible. They use the money for that. We need to make sure that we also take away that funding source for that. So I applaud President Trump on taking the stand on this. And once again, the veil is off. Thank you in a way to New York. Thank you to Ralph Northam, uh, governor of Virginia, because we actually have a concrete example of what we're talking about on that. Yeah, I would agree with you, Kim, and uh, I think you make a great point. Uh, you know, right now it, it's not illegal. Uh, you know, you can still be pro-choice. Uh, you know, until that's not the case or if it's never the case, I think you're you're right to, to give the support where if you're going to be pro-choice that more often – uh, pro-choice is a better choice. Well, uh, and, pro, yeah, pro, and actually, that I think that we can address this a lot through education. You see that so many young people are, um, you know, really pro-life, if you will, right? instead of pro-abortion. And one of the reasons, I think, is because of education. But, uh, again, with Ralph Northam, the, the uh, governor of Virginia, and you know what? President Trump did not use his name. He no. referred to him as the governor of Virginia, and he didn't use uh, Como's name as the governor of, of New York. He just talked about it in broader terms, which that was, you know, I think that was very Lincoln-esque. That he did that instead of calling them out by name, he he actually kept it much broader. Right, uh, and uh, so I th- I think that again I think that that was uh, a very important component of the speech. Lastly, uh, border security that is his signature issue, and he went in and hit it hard again. So this is our last soundbite for the morning. Let's hear that. 
Now, Republicans and Democrats must join forces again to confront an urgent national crisis. Congress has 10 days left to pass a bill that will fund our government, protect our homeland, and secure our very dangerous southern border. Now is the time for Congress to show the world that America is committed to ending illegal immigration and putting the ruthless coyotes, cartels, drug dealers, and human traffickers out of business. Wow. Who doesn't want that? I wonder what Nancy Pelosi was thinking because he clearly put the ball over there. He's like, you have 10 days to take care of these problems. I thought that was pretty brilliant from from a political standpoint. Well, I think it was, too, in the final uh, words. Who doesn't want that? I mean, mean, how could you not want that? There's so many of the things he discusses that just... Why wouldn't you want that? It's it's better for everybody. Well, and again, I think he's taken the veil off of, of what their their agenda really is. So we are just about out of time. But he ended this speech, Jason, with something that was brilliant. As you know, one of my other projects in 2016, I went with a, a group that took four D-Day veterans to Normandy. Uh, and uh, came back realizing how important it was to capture these stories. So I've had the great honor of interviewing either by phone or sitting across the table from over 100 World War II veterans. And these guys were just kids. They were 16, 17, 18 years old. And I think generally they realized that they were part of something, something bigger. And that, I think, Trump actually... He, he talked about that, that we have a responsibility to those that came before us. Uh, I, I many times say that we stand on the shoulders of giants. And as I look into the future and look back from the past, we have a responsibility to pass on to the next generation something really, really good. And so these guys stepped up. And so when he, had, when he highlighted the, the Holocaust survivor who was in Dachau, which was brutal, and then he talked about the World War II veteran that I think that he came on to Normandy on D-Day and then went ahead and went through Europe and actually liberated Dachau. And to see those two men stand up, one of them could hardly stand up, but they did. And the survivor actually pats the World War II veteran on the shoulder. I got a text message from a couple of my friends. One of them is, are you crying right now? And I'm like, of course. I thought it was, it was brilliant, but it was also heartfelt. It, I don't think it was manipulated, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So, Jason McBride, your final thought. Well, I think it was excellent, and you make a good point, Kim, that we have a responsibility to pass that on. Uh, sadly, uh, as we talked about a little bit earlier, that great generation of our World War II vets they're not going to be with us too much longer to pass it on themselves. So we need to take the responsibility now to take that mantle to pass on as well as we can 
their experiences down to our children and grandchildren. Um, we're sure going to miss them. Uh, they've done a great job, but it's our turn to take that from them and, and keep passing it down. Well, that's for sure. So, Jason McBride, <clears throat> thank you so much for being in studio. We'll get you scheduled here for a couple of weeks. You have these two workshops coming up <clears throat> this weekend. Let's see. Uh, no, well, tomorrow on Social Security and then this weekend on Social Security and taxes. That's right. To learn more, just real simply, just go to our website, chickspresidential.com, for more detail on times and to sign up. That's for sure. So thank you so much. And George Washington, in his first annual message, said, The welfare of our country is the great object to which our cares and efforts ought to be directed. And I shall derive great satisfaction from a cooperation with you in the pleasing, though arduous, task of ensuring to our fellow citizens the blessings which they have a right to expect from a free, efficient, and equal government. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, Live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. God bless you.